Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Power Your Life Radio Show with host and success doc Joanne White. Author, speaker, certified coach, and energy master, Doc White gets to the heart of what matters most. She features guests and experts to help you consciously create more success, health, and wellness in every area of your life, work, and relationships. They'll share their success stories, wisdom, and know-how to help you shine more light onto your day and into your life. Power your life right now. Here's Joanne White. Hello, everyone, and thank you to Power Your Life Show. We're glad that you're here, and I'm Dr. Joanne White, and it's always a pleasure to be here. And it's interesting because the show is called Power Your Life, and I have a wonderful guest who is going to really help us feel more empowered and really be able to utilize your bold voice. If you're sometimes feeling that you don't have a voice or you're kind of timid about it, well, we have just the ticket for you today. And I'm talking about this wonderful Kim Bordreau-Smith, who throughout a decade-spanning career, excuse me, crossing a myriad of job descriptions and industries, Kim Bordreau-Smith has achieved success because she pays attention to and develops her bold voice. Kim provides support and encouragement coupled with both strategies and tools to help other women develop their own bold voice and to show up in the world all through their voice. And you can do that, too. She's often referred to as a multimedia maven. Kim has experienced on a multitude of platforms, expressing her bold voice, performing as a dancer. We're going to find out more about that. She's done so many things on the international stage, sharing her hard-won wisdom. A former radio station owner, a host of a weekly show to a global audience, Kim is also a frequent guest on radio and podcasts globally. She's compiled and co-authored several books that have made their mark in the Amazon bestseller arena, and welcoming Kim, we have so much more to say, Bordeaux, who offers training, coaching certification, and corporate experience. Remember that you, too, can utilize your bold voice, and Kim's going to show us how. Welcome. I am so excited to have you, Kim Bordeaux-Smith. How are you? I'm wonderful. I'm wonderful, Dr. Joanne. It's just, I feel like we've been planning this for a long time, and it finally has arrived, and on such a special day. Yes, a very special day, and um, I'm honoring you and everything that's going to take place today on this inauguration day. So we're talking about being bold, and, and bold isn't necessarily about screeching and screaming and, and whatever, And but bold is about accessing something that's within us. And so what does that mean? What does it mean, firstly, to have a bold voice? Well, having a bold voice is really, first of all, realizing the bravery within you, even though when there's fear around, to be brave to move forward 
and to speak up. And you're right. A bold voice is not about screeching. You know, when I was hearing you say that, it kind of reminds me of Miranda and the um, Devil Wears Prada. It's not anything like that. It's really owning our true selves with, with, the, with beauty, confidence, esteem, and worth, and leaning in and really speaking up. You know, you said that so beautifully, and it's true. Oftentimes, though, people don't know that they have that within them, and or they're too shy, or they've been told that they can't speak. So how does somebody actually recognize that within their own person, their own being, that that bold voice does live? It you know, it takes work, and we never arrive to, you know, that that destination of perfection of work. It takes work every day. You know, I tell so many women, they come across my path and they're like, oh, I, I just want to be a confident speaker and I just want to be more confident when I'm in meetings and being able to speak on my toes as opposed to shrinking down to being very small and being quiet. And, and you know, I, I've heard so much. And first of all, it's recognizing that confidence we're never 100% confident every single day. It's impossible. We're human. And recognizing that we have this inside of us and getting out of our heads. Dr. Joanne, I really want to say this, um, and I want to say this so crystal clear because a lot of women don't understand this. It's getting out of our heads and back down into our bodies because when we're in our heads, that's where that inner critic lives and says, don't speak up, you don't have enough of this, don't speak up, they're going to think you're dumb, do not speak up, you are supposed to be a good girl, don't speak up, you're not ready to, and getting down into our bodies where, we, where the true feelings really lie, and that's where the work begins. You know, I love that, and that's so true. And interestingly, when I was younger, I had that that critic, not just about speaking up, but about everything. And I had to really learn how to shut that critic up. And and now she's so quiet. <laughs> it's a blessing. It's truly a blessing. <laughs> so yes. and more for that another time. But so what if somebody has fear or feels that, that that they don't have the confidence that you, that you spoke of how do they overcome that how do they get to a place where they can recognize what you're talking about really go into their bodies and and feel that that strength well practice makes better practice does not make perfect practice makes better and it's literally practicing whether you get into and enter a um uh, with working with a speaking coach, a leadership coach, and really start putting together tools to come out of that head. And literally, it comes back around to manage that inner critic instead of that inner critic controlling us so that we can breathe, move through all those emotions, and to literally start leaning in. You know, in order to empower, in order, in, in order to empower ourselves, we have to do it. Because on the other side of that, we're going, wow, I just did this. I, woo, I feel great. I, I, I got this. I can do this. I can really do this. And I'm a big proponent on surrounding yourself with 
other like-minded individuals that have your back, release the judgment. They're either going through similar things or have been through it. You know, that's so important to have people that support you and recognize your worth and also people that maybe can mentor you. And you're an incredible coach and mentor, and, you know, you do so many wonderful things. So so people need to think about you too. But it's so important. I was working with somebody um, the other day and saying that I told you about the critic, but now I say, wow, just what you were talking about. Wow, Joanne, did you do that? <laughs> it's a totally different voice, and I and it's not it's not like so egotistical. It's just being able to to get that affirm that self affirmation going, so that you feel good about yourself, and and that's so important. And like you said, it it doesn't happen overnight. It takes some time and the work. You got to do you got to do the work. Yeah, we do. We have to push our sleeves up. We have to do the work and also accept, you know, I, I, I find, personally, I've experienced this, and I can still slip into this. We're so hard and critical on ourselves. I, Joanne, I hear so many women say, I hate the sound of my voice. Well, I'm thinking, gosh, if, you know, if you hate the sound of your voice, can you imagine what you're portraying out there when you go to lead a presentation or to have those high leveraging conversations, um, you know, or to the keynote or the TED talk or whatever form of that communication that a woman so desires. If she's hating her voice about herself, then can you imagine how we're portraying that? We're going to hold back. We are not going to show up with true vulnerability and transparency, and, of course, this A word right now that's being thrown around a lot, with authenticity. We're going to hide. We're going to fake. We're going to do something that's going to keep that disconnect from inside our bodies. And here's the big one for me, that disconnect with either that one person we're talking with, that group we're presenting to, that audience we're keynoting to, we will have a disconnect as well as the disconnection with ourselves, which is which yes. you know all of that so so important, and it starts yes. with you, like you said. So, how do you help somebody? Somebody comes to you and they say, "Kim, I real I I have this presentation. I really want to speak in front of this group. I'm terrified." What what do you do? What do you tell them? And I know we can't go through everything today, but can you just give us a couple of tips or something that you would do in terms of working with a woman who's determined to do it but terrified at the same time? Yes, absolutely. Uh, first of all, I always begin with um, getting with the emotions or the feels, the sensations, and that all those are being led by that inner critic. That she, the inner critic is like the orchestra of, uh, you know, she's the, um, she's the conductor of the orchestra, the orchestra being fear, the imposter syndrome, you know, all those seats, of, uh, all of that. So a lot of times I begin with asking them when was a time that they did do something and maybe it just went south and what really happened. Because a lot of times it's, you know, I did a presentation in high school and everyone laughed at me and I felt, you know, five inches big. You know, so it could be something like that. So then I'll start there, and I have them start practicing. And then after they start practicing, I like to listen for their, not feedback, their refinements. 
How did they feel that they did? You know, what did they what did they hear when they were giving that presentation? Just one on one with me, and then I start dissecting from there, and then we start breaking down: Is this really true? And then I have a lot of other tools um, that I do. I teach a lot of women, you know, pre pre um, pre uh, speaking tools that they can do, um, you know, deep breaths in through the nose and out through the mouth. Like the dialogue, um, Joanne, that you have with yourself, having a dialogue with yourself before you go up, before you walk into the room, before you go up to a stage, before you pick up the phone or whatever the case may be. Um, and some of it is also movement because it's all energy. And we sometimes we just need to move to get that energy that is swirling in our heads back down, you know, grounded. So there's a couple of things they do. I love working with um, private clients where they have that presentation, and I have that's the first thing I do. I have them present, sit down, take me through it, and then we go from there. You know, it sounds like something that's so important because you have to practice. You have to know what you're doing, and and it's some and I think it's wonderful too that that you do it in that way, Kim, because. You're listening. You're paying attention. You're not being this this critic. You're 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 in a supportive mode and helping them feel confident and and being able to move forward and giving them some tips. So that's a great way of doing it. You know, I was thinking when you were talking that that sometimes it's not um, something that we've done a presentation or whatever. It, sometimes the initial critic comes from externally, whether it's a family member or you're you're always being compared. So one of my clients said, "I was always compared to my brother. He, I could never do what he did. It was like, why don't you be like Johnny? Why don't you do?" And and that kind of also makes our voice smaller and makes us feel that we don't have the ability or the capacity to to be bold and to be successful in in speaking whatever. So I think that that we have to get rid of those external voices as well that contribute to our internal critic, like we've been talking about. Because that that critic can it messed me up for years. <laughs> Yeah, it uh, it can. It uh, and it can. And you know, and it the critic is not something we want to just kick to the curb and get rid of. It's flipping on how that critic is harboring around us. Um the critic controls us, which we allow, but then it's learning how to manage that so it we can have that critic as our ally. And one of those uh you know, one of those orchestra seats on that orchestra, one of those chairs is the comparison, you know, I've heard women like, okay, I want to talk like, I want to talk like Dr. Joanne White. Well, I, sorry, you're not Dr. Joanne White. You know, you have to find your style and what that is. Me personally, I feel I'm not a very polished speaker, and I teach this stuff. But that's a little bit of my inner critic coming in. I speak very well, and I speak fast, but I can speak fast. And make sure you understand all my words. Not everybody can do that. It's really discovering your style. And, you know, the other side to this is not just always speaking. It's really listening so that we can move forward with what to say next. Well, two important things. So in terms of 
discovering your style. Let's focus on that a little bit. How do, how do you do that? And I have something. I was listening to some commercial the other day. I don't even remember what it was. This woman was speed talking, and it was part of the commercial for her to do that. And I kept thinking, do I speak that slowly that I, you know, I was in comparison mode because I couldn't catch up. I couldn't keep up with with the speed in which he was talking. So back to how do we develop our style? It's, it, it's, oh my gosh, that is a huge, huge, huge question. Again, it's, we really have to know our why. Okay, why in the hell are you doing all of this? What's the point of this? And then really getting to know our true selves, you know, really feeling in touch with, you know, this is what I'm about. This is what I stand by. This is my values. This is who I am. So I'm an ex-high-impact aerobic instructor. So when I'm on a stage, let me tell you, I talk like I'm leading a high-impact aerobic class. That's my energy. That is just my style. Now, it's different when I'm on a show like this because I'm not standing. I'm sitting. So my cadence is going to be a little bit different. It's just really recognizing who we are and stop with, I want to talk like this person, or I want to sound so polished, and oh, and this and that. And by the way, I'm going to, to say, ladies and even gentlemen that are listening as well, is no memorization, because when we memorize, we're staying in our heads. And the only time you would have to, be, have to memorize is, of course, if you're doing a TED Talk, that's just part of the whole, their whole um, rules, regulations, and the box and the platform that they require but it's knowing to be prepared and just being comfortable with yourself you know i've had women go i don't even know how to dress when i perform and it's like well if you're into suits you know and heels that's what you wear you'll never see me wearing that i get 61 i'm not wearing heels anymore because i'd be paralyzed it's it's just finding what is comfortable when you're up there. i mean i've had women say i want to be in I wouldn't mind presenting in flat shoes and a pair of jeans. Well, if that's part of your vibe, then present in a pair of flat shoes and a pair of jeans. Absolutely. But it's being comfortable and not trying to impress what other people are going to think of you. You know, I think that comfort is, is important. However, if we, we're presenting for a more professional group, is it okay to have that level of comfort where you're going in with jeans? Or, I mean... It's not comparison, but how does that work? So I'm so glad you asked that. So a year and a half ago, um, because I'm here in uh, in a suburb of Detroit. So needs to say here in my backyard are the big three, you know, the automotive uh, head, world headquarters. And right. uh, it, it was Ford Border Company that was uh, launching a, a woman initiative. It was Ford Credit, which is bigger than Ford Motor Company, um, was launching a female uh uh, woman leadership um, initiative and asked me they recruited me to come in and be the keynote so here's my inner critic in the car and i got there a little early sitting in my car uh it was funny i'm sitting in my bmw in a ford motor company parking lot anyways i'm in my car and i'm doing deep breathing and just getting my thoughts together because here's what was going down First of all, I have not been in corporate America in umpteen years, number one. I had no business walking in. Okay, here comes that imposter syndrome. Number two, wow, you know, I'm in a nice pair of 
sandals, and I had a pair of um, capri-type palazzo, nice pants on with a nice top, and um, I had a jean jacket over it because I don't ever know going into these buildings how much the air conditioning is going to be on and I'm going to be freezing. And sitting here going, wow, you are actually going to go in and present. You don't even own you don't even own corporate business clothes. Who do you think you are? Okay, I get in there. <laughs> Everybody, I'm like, okay, these people are walking by in khakis, and 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 the and the CEO of Ford Credit opened this up. Tall, slender, pair of jeans, jacket, nice shirt. And I'm, I'm so again. Know your audience, especially if you're going to be a keynote. Know your audience now. Would I, if they were all to this day, Joanne, in um, suits, and t- I still would not dress to that level. I don't own stuff like that, and I would have been severely uncomfortable as I'm presenting, you know, a 45-minute keynote. But I wouldn't maybe dressed quite as casual. But I was a little overly dressed for that whole environment of what Ford uh, Motor is. And, in fact, I even opened up my speech and said that. I was like, I was sitting on my car with the way They all stood up and applauded, and they said, we don't want business clothes. And I'm like, okay, here we go, you know. So it's really knowing your audience and, again, not being, you know, if you do, if you are a blue jean person, which I'm not, Maybe you have to wear a dressier top or a nice shirt with a blazer and maybe a bracelet or something so that you're not completely losing your style. You know, I love that. I think that's a great story, <laughs> and it's important. <laughs> Years ago, I was the executive director of, of a children and youth facility, a comprehensive facility, and every every there were only – few executive directors, like two others, and they were actually three others, and they were men. And so it was, you know, big job. I, ca- I was dressing like in suit. I was so uncomfortable. I was trying to be the 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 other guy. <laughs> but So I wish I had that information then, but I finally g- grew into my own style eventually, which, which was good. So. Yes. You talk a lot about mindset, and I'm totally in in sync with that. Tell, firstly, tell our audience what that means and how that works and plays into what we're talking about in terms of your voice and being bold. Well, first of all, um, the inner critic, the mindset. I have a name for her. I call her the hag in the attic because she is upstairs in that attic, and, boy, she likes to go off at any given time. And when, we're, when we do not have that mindset um, handled before, like I said, walking into a one-on-one, you're going in with maybe if you're in corporate and you're going in to talk with your um, team lead about a job promotion and, you know, uh, all that stuff, if we're not managing those thoughts, and I'm not saying bury those thoughts, get rid of those thoughts, get rid of that mindset, but if we're not managing that mindset, what will happen is we will get into conversations. We will trip up. We will play her small, pull back, be in our heads thinking, well, maybe I shouldn't say that because they may think of that or my superior may think this. If we're not managing that, 
our emotions start running all over the place. It's almost like a runaway train. And in fact, that's what I call when my emotions, um, when I'm not having my um, my mindset managed, it, it becomes like a runaway train. And I, I personally do not like those feelings when it's feeling like it's going out of control. I want to manage those. I want to. It doesn't mean the nerves don't go away. It doesn't mean the joy doesn't go away. It doesn't mean all that doesn't go away. But it's when we're dealing with our mindset and being on top of our mindset, those emotions take on a different play. And we can leverage those emotions when we get to this point. So how would you describe mindset? And, and I mean, it, it's to somebody who's saying, well, is that is that just what's going on in our head? Is that is that a particular I mean, I know what it is, but I'm not sure that that everybody understands what that is and and knows what we're really getting to when we're talking about mindset. Well, um, you know, a mindset could be anywhere from, oh, my gosh, I'm really nervous doing this presentation. You know, it all comes back down to those emotions. A mindset could be, well, you know, uh, I want to go apply for this next position, but I can't check off all the box for that position, so I'm not going to do it. A mindset might be, you know, oh, gosh, um, I don't really deserve to be here, so I'm just going to ride this one out. When, in fact, a mindset needs to be, hey, listen to your sister. Get your butt on in there, and you deserve to be there. I got this. You know, I was just reading a book, actually, the other day. You know Louise Hay? Plus, you know, yes. um, rest in peace. You know, she did that mirror work. She was adamant. I mean, she had mirrors on her desk all over her house that every time you walked by a mirror, to look in the mirror and say, hey, I love you, Kim. Not, I love you, Kim, but, boy, you know, you need to pluck those eyebrows or look at those crow feet. What's that shit? You know, she was adamant about that. And that's a part of the mindset that travels down into our body. You know, I love that, and I think it's so important. And I also think that 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 mindset gets so developed and ingrained in us, it, it becomes a habitual way of emotionally or mentally looking at ourselves, viewing ourselves, critiquing ourselves. And it's so important to, like, to, firstly, to know what it is, to know what we're telling ourselves and kind of be able to shift that so that we can do what you're talking about, looking in the mirror and say, wow, <laughs> hello there. <laughs> yeah, and that's exactly. Yeah. You know, it's interesting that mindset of ours, um, you know, when we're, uh, when it's not, when it's controlling us, and again, I really am using two vital words here, controlling, managing, controlling, managing, controlling, managing. When the, when the mindset is controlling us, um, that's, that's where that bully shows up, and we, that's where we start being very critical to ourselves, um, as opposed to managing that and being more compassionate with ourselves, being more gentle with ourselves. We're human. We can't, first of all, we're not going to build it all in one day even though I'd like to sometimes, but it's not going to happen. And then, you know, and then we get to the end of the day, oh, damn it, we didn't. You know, it's, no, it's looking at 
everything that we have done for that day and being gentle on ourselves as opposed to going, ah, I didn't get to that and, oh, i got to wake up. And, you know, it, it's such a form of depletion of that. That's, quite frankly, is the most boldest voice is we have is with that mindset and what's going off in our heads. You know, it's so true. And I want to go back to, to what I said earlier about my own critic because she was overpowering for so many years, and and people think, no, Joanne, you didn't. Yeah, I mean, she would say, you can't do this. What's wrong with you? You can't even do this. And if you did this, you're going to mess it up. And and she was so controlling, Kim, that she really had me not doing anything for a while. And people don't, don't, you know, when they hear me speak or whatever today, it's like, no, you didn't have that. And the reason I'm telling people that is because, I was able to overcome that. You can, and then you can start doing everything that Kim is talking about, really beginning to tell yourself more positive things, feel good about yourself, and silence or, be, or like you said, manage that critic so that she isn't in control of you. And it does take time, but it's so refreshing and rewarding because – that critic in my head was constant. It it was debilitating what she would tell me, and I'd believe it. Mm-hmm. Yes. I, someone just told me the other day that if we allow, you know, um, 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 Mel Robbins is the five, you know, the five-second rule, five, four, three, two, one, go, you know, get, go, get your butt up out of bed and go to the gym type thing. But someone else, I was reading something the other day, 17 seconds. If we allow those uh, thoughts in our heads for, go on for 17 seconds, do you know that they will take on mutation? They will form another thought and another thought and another thought and another thought. So why not flip those thoughts around to... You know, hey, you know, I am, I am awesome. I am worthy today. And do that for 17 seconds and see how those grow instead of, you know, the negative ones. But we can overcome these. They don't ever all 100% um, go away. They still pop up because, you know, that mindset, the inner critic you know, she's there to keep us comfortable and protect us. That's the job we've given her to do. We just need to turn around and say to her, look, sister, I got this. I'm driving the bus. I need you in the back seat. And go manage all the other emotions while I'm driving to get us where we're going. <laughs> you know, and then she's like, oh, okay, that's what you want me to do. But it's it's being, it's it's you know, I look at, I don't have children. I never had children. But it, my inner critic reminds me of that kid that sometimes we have to constantly reinstill those boundaries with them. You know, otherwise they they keep pushing it because they're kids. They keep pushing it. They keep pushing it. It's like, no, 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 today in the back seat. And it's not about, I hear so many people say, no, I'm going to kick her to the curb. I can't stand her. Don't do that because she's going to come back, you know, 50 times bigger on rounds of steroids and try and, try and start managing that at that point. It's, you know, again, being gentle. And I'm not a... You know, you know, Dr. Joanne, you what you do, you know, with with clients and you know stuff like that. I'm also not a proponent of, you know, suck it up, buttercup, and get over it, sister. No, we need to. If if it takes a moment, where we have to shed some tears. Shed those tears. Um, you know, we need to relish in all of our emotions and not get to that Nike just do it and move it forward and sweep, you know, all the yuckiness under the carpet. 
You know, it's, it's acknowledging, you know, gosh, I woke up. I didn't have a great night's sleep last night. I'm a little off this morning. Okay, so what what am I going to do for myself for compassion? I love that because it is so important to, to be compassionate and kind to oneself. And you said something about direction. It is, I mean, I think that, that that's a key focal point. You need to give the inner critic, like you said, a child, some direction. Okay, this is what you need because the inner critic can serve us in you know can give us some some feedback about okay well maybe you could do this differently not what's wrong with you how you you just screwed that up royally so so sometimes again that's that that critic can be needs to be more compassionate and more more not in the lead, but like you said, the back seat. I love that terminology. I also think that at some point we need to make the critic not an enemy, but more of a of you know a colleague, a friend that's there to help us support and give them some sense of what we need from them to help us move forward. And and I think that that we can do that. And like I said, I'm a, I'm an example of that critic that just kept me under her thumb for I would say a very significant amount of time until until I was the one that took the lead. So you're here to to teach people how to do it and it can be done. How does somebody we talked about this a little bit more a little bit before, but can you give our audience some speaking tools, something that they can use to to really be bold, to really overcome their fear or their apprehension, something that they can take away today? Yes, I'm going to give a couple of things. One of Good. the things that I always forget to do <laughs> in my other business is a fitness business, and I've been telling people for over 25 years to breathe, is I'm the first to hold my breath, is breathe, breathe. Before you, walk, before you put your hand on, on a door or click that Zoom entrance link, because we're all on Zoom these days, you know, before literally going to present or whatever is breathe. And I don't mean just breathe like you and I are breathing right now. I'm talking guttural breaths in through the nose and out through the mouth. And not once, three to five times. This is a great tool to to do as well um, when we – we're doing a lot of driving. We're not all of us are not doing so much driving right now. It's when you get to a red light. Just do some deep, deep breaths in through the nose and out through the mouth. You can do it anywhere, anywhere. The other thing is, I teach a power stance, and um, the power stance is we're standing with our feet just softly apart, just a little bit past our hips. No hands on hips. No hands on hips. Arms are down. Shoulders are down, chest is open, eyes straight forward. And then, if, as you're in that power stance, take a couple more deep breaths. And it's amazing how our bodies shift. It's so empowering. And then you put your hand on the door before you walk into that meeting. Then you press that Zoom button before you get onto the call. I like that power stance. I just tried it <laughs> while you were, while you were <laughs> It feels good. Yes. It does. So thank, it does. 
Yes, thank you for that. So what do you want to leave our listening audience with and then tell us how people can get a hold of the incredible you and next, what's next for you? All of that. <laughs> okay. Okay. So um, what I would like to leave, you know, again, and I'm, I'm picking on just focusing on our gender. So, so all the guys that are listening, and no offense, you know, and there is room for some specific men in my business if I work Greatly and strictly with women, but um, is you know, ladies, stop holding back. Stop holding back, especially on a day like today, where we're having history be made for our first female vice president. Who, by the way, in those um, debates, looked at um, Vice President Prince and said, "I'm speaking. I'm speaking." So. When we held back, and I did this in corporate, I was going down the hall into the bathroom, gosh, crying, you know, feeling horrible. Because when we don't speak our truth, stress follows, depression follows, oh, my God, depletion of the adrenals follow. And, ladies, we can't afford that, especially because, you know, we go into menopause and we've got all that stuff that goes on with our hormones and things. So stop holding back and get yourself some support whether it's something that's from your childhood and you need to reach out to Dr. Joanne and work through something like that, or you need a speaking coach like myself to move forward, get yourself some support and help. Absolutely. And stop holding back on your voice. How to get in touch with me. Yeah. My website is <laughs> Kim B. Smith, B as in boy. I'm on LinkedIn. In fact, Joanne and I are on LinkedIn. I'm always loving jo- your your comments, and, and I'm, I, I, I like, and sometimes I pop in with a comment, and your posts are beautiful. So LinkedIn, I'm on Instagram as well. Instagram is Her Bold Voice Speaks. And uh, LinkedIn is my name, Kim Boudreaux-Smith. Please reach out to me on LinkedIn. And I'm going to pause there before I go into the third question. I don't want to cut you off as the host. Can I go into the third question of what's next? Oh, or? please. I want to say thank you first. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. Oh, my goodness gracious. I'm, going to just, I'm just sitting back in my chair, and I'm closing my eyes, just shaking my head. What is next? Um, I, you know, we've all been through – I don't even want to talk about the word pivot. Um, we've all adjusted. We've all had to adapt Back in uh, June, I did a oh-oh with my business, and in July, I thought, eh, let's put all my services into a shoebox, shake it, turn it upside down. What doesn't fall to the floor will keep. Everything fell to the floor. Mm. In September, I revamped and rebranded, and I'm showing up completely different. So I'm in the process right now of um, online group coaching. And uh, at the end of April, beginning of May, haven't quite landed the date yet, I will be offering a 90-day speaking-type um, accelerator-type course for uh, we'll, we'll be meeting weekly for women to step into and really start overcoming the inner critic, you know, the mindset, the emotions and how to make them your superpowers, the stance, tools, before speaking, after speaking, how to speak, signature speaking, all of that. So that's what's up my sleeves next. <laughs> well, it sounds incredible and very exciting, and I love it. And, yes, I think everybody needs to pay attention to that because I think that that's, that, that's going to be wonderful. And, hey, sign me up. 
So, Kim, you are a blessing, and I love what you do. I love your bold voice and and how you're teaching all of us how to be on the stage with more confidence, poise, and positivity. So thank you so much for being you and for all that you do and for being on the Power Your Life show. Thank you for having me here. I so appreciate it. I appreciate you. Have a beautiful and blessed day. Thanks again. You, you too. Thanks, Kim. So think about what Kim said because it's so very, very important to find and that voice that's within you. And Kim talked about breathing. So breathe. And I love that power stance. I'm going to try that a lot because I think that that, that helps us relax and also feel strong within ourselves. So know that you have the ability, you have the power, you have the wherewithal, whether it's a woman, a man, or whatever, to do what you need to do. And as Kim said, you need to practice because it doesn't happen overnight. And I gave you some of my personal story to just let you know that it does take time, but it's so well worth it. Years ago, if I would have ever thought that I'd be doing a show or or doing what I do in in so many ways, it would be, especially with that critic, it would be, no way. You can't do that. And yes, guess what? Not only I can do that, but you can too. So be bold, be brave, and step forward and power your life, even if it's about taking those few small steps, because those steps graduate into more and more steps, and you can do it. Thank you so much for joining us. And if you want to get a hold of me, I'll give you the short version. Go to docwhite.org. Find out more about how I can help you and upcoming shows. And be bold, be beautiful, and be you. Thanks for joining us. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.